You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you can find links to all of our shows, including the Multiverse Fancast, Cinematic Adventures, and our brand new show, MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? Spectacular, dummy. <laughs> Uh, from Cinematic Adventures and from my heart, Sean. Sean, how are you today? I'm um, great as always. You're... I don't have a Spider-Man reference there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uncanny. And traveling via Zoom or interviewing via Zoom, because he's not actually traveling through the computer yet, uh, interviewing via Zoom is Rob. Rob, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing all right. I am zooming in from sunny Tampa, Florida, where it is 80 degrees and my toes are were in the sand just an hour ago. Just don't slip on any rocks, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if there's any sort of delay or anything like that, it's just because, um, you know, via Zoom. Not my, yeah, it's not my brain. It's not <laughs> It's not Rob's brain. But we are here. We are so excited, super excited. And I can't even begin to put into words the process that it came to for this movie to actually. Before we get started, Rob, do you have a way home? <laughs> you mean like a, a like after the show? Yeah. Or is that an is that an offer, Ronnie? No, he made a <laughs> joke about the he is a joke about the movie uh, title. Uh, uh, it's gonna be a long spider puns. Be a long episode, but yes. I have eight of them. Oh my god! He's got them written down. I'm sure. I'm gonna throw up. Oh wow! But yes, we are talking, finally talking, Spider-Man No Way Home, and we are going to break it up into two parts, as per usual. The first 10-15 minutes is going to be non-spoiler, so if you guys have not seen the movie, you'll just get our initial thoughts on it without spoiling anything, Uh, kind of a recap of where we're at with Spider-Man, where we pick up with this movie, and we'll take our commercial break, and then when we come back, we're going to literally jump right into a full spoiler-based discussion. So we'll go around the room really quick and just get initial thoughts, non-spoilering, spoilering spoilering, (laughs) words, all right, and that's why I'm not going to go first. So I'm going to start with our guest... Sean, Sean. Why do you have to put that pressure on me? Because Roddy was still giggling. Yeah, but he's good at giggling. He's, he's good at giggling. He's good at giggling. So, Sean, initial thoughts. Walking initial thoughts. Out. Very good. I mean, again, I really can't say anything without spoiling the movie. You know. In the pantheon, Spider-Man of, is in the movie. In the pantheon of Spider-Man movies, where would you rate this? Uh, slightly behind Spider-Man Three. Like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have captured your face on video right there. I didn't even need to hear Rob on the microphone. I heard it from Florida. What? (laughs) Spider-Man 3 is my favorite. Spider-Man 3 is my favorite. This is right behind it. I'll actually... All right. We need to discount him completely from this in terms of an opinion. He's not allowed on the show anymore. Okay. No, seriously. Where if... Um... I mean, it's probably number two. Number two. Wow. What, What is your number one Spider movie? Probably still the, the original, the original. Tobey Maguire. Again, just for nostalgia reasons. That's fair. Uh, Roddy. Um, uh, kind of in the same boat as Sean where this movie Spider-Man has... Spider-Man 3, I told you, man. A... <laughs> this movie, you can't really talk about without spoiling because there's so many pleasant surprises. 
Um, everything in this movie meant something. So it, it's hard to spoil, but it was a fantastic movie. Um, as far as overall, this is probably my number one Spider-Man movie. And that's fair. That or Spider-Man 2. Fair, fair. Rob? Um, let's see. It's, it's tough. Uh, I will say it ju- I just rewatched Spider-Man 2, and I didn't really realize how great it was. It, it was... That really is one of the best ones that are out there. Uh, the, the dynamic is so great between Spider-Man and Doc Ock. And uh, it, it was neat to, you know, that's not spoiling anything because Doc Ock has obviously been in the commercials. Um, so it was neat to see it sort of as a continuation of that. I really enjoyed the film. I really and truly did. However, I have to, I think it's on par with the other two Spider-Man in this trilogy but I still think it's behind Into the Spider-Verse. That's fair. Into the Spider-Verse is kind of its own uh, move, yeah. like its own franchise yeah. at this point. And when, once we get more into spoilers, I can say why I think Spider-Verse might be the better movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's where it ranks for me. So for me, we walked out of the film and it's it's unique in that I had to nitpick to find things I didn't like. Like I had to really nitpick. Um, this movie was fantastic and I think it was... So fully it is tom holland's best portrayal of spider-man and that's not giving anything away that's not, it's just like mm-hmm. the journey that he goes through in this movie is the most mature the most adult and where we leave him at the end of the movie is going to really change the way that this spider-man interacts with the rest of the marvel universe so without spoiling anything if you have seen any trailers you have a general idea of how this movie is going to go so the general idea is it picks up right after spider-man no uh, far from home mm-hmm. with spider-man's identity being outed to the world so like basically immediately after to like seconds after yeah so it it's it literally hits the ground running and running hard and running fast and suddenly we're back into this more familiar world where spider-man is considered um more of a villain and and an outlaw than anything else so the trailers gave us a general idea that the movie was going to be about peter approaching dr strange to help use magic to fix it and as per usual it doesn't work now initial thoughts when we first started seeing some of these other characters popping in who got you the most these are just from the trailer so this is not spoiling anything um they did character posters they did a lot of uh, apparently originally they did not want to even tell people that they were doing this multiverse stuff and leave it to be a surprise for the theaters i think that would have been impressive if they were able to keep that under wraps yeah it it was um no but i'm just saying that if they it would have been yeah yeah that would have been hard to do it would have been almost impossible especially this day and age like even when Avengers Endgame was coming out, you could see a lot of footage of them, you know, in the old suits and, or like a lot of like, you know, camera footage and stuff like that. Um, who, which villain in the trailers got you the most excited to see? Ronnie. Can I say all of them? No, no, just <laughs> okay. one. What, which one really was like, man? Um, I, that's a tough one. I would have to, I'm going to go with Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. My second, like, 1B would be Electro. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'll go next, just so everybody else has a, t- a second to think. Electro was actually my number one. To mm-hmm. see a revamped Electro, mm-hmm. and considering how 
poorly his character was handled in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes. To see him and also a little bit more of the comic accurate stuff with uh, the lightning turning into his, his traditional yes. mask, I was super excited. And then obviously seeing, you know, Doc Ock and the Hello Peter line, mm-hmm. like, just fantastic. Sean? Um, probably for me would be Green Goblin. Um, because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you never actually saw him in the trailer. You see the explosive there is and one, you hear his laugh. There is one shot of him on the glider coming over the bridge. Okay. To me, that one I, I was more looking forward to, A, because it's Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And anything Willem Dafoe does is fantastic. And mm-hmm. and I, I really want to know, did they like virtually de-age him and Alfred Molina at all. They did. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. if not, damn, they look pretty good for 20 <laughs> Al- Alfred years later. Mal- Alfred Molina, definitely. Okay. Um, I don't know too much about Willem Dafoe. All right. But, but he I know looked... he came back under the condition that he yeah. was allowed to do his, own, to stunts. Do his, own, his stunts. own stunts. Yeah. I read that. But yeah, for me, it would probably be Green Goblin. Um, it, now that you said it, because I forgot, because uh, I didn't care for Amazing Spider-Man 2 at all as a movie, um, but Electro did get his, you know, redo and stuff yeah. like that. I still wasn't too big on the character, but... Definitely Green Goblin was the one I was looking forward to the most. Rob? Yeah, I, I'm actually just echoing a lot of what you guys have said already. Like, I think, you know, um, Doc Ock's Hello Peter uh, opening was just gave me chills, even though it's already in the trailers. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, Electro also, uh, just because he was done, you know, they did him so dirty in uh, Amazing Spider-Man too. Like he was so such a poor portrayal and I don't think he, that was up to him. I know the one I was least interested in seeing was uh, definitely um, Dr. Kurt Connors as the lizard. I thought that was like, just, oh, look, this lizard's over here. Uh, I thought they could have done a little bit better with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, but definitely those two. All right, so going back though, like this movie had so much speculation and so much like, Things that we were expecting and like just so much, so many theories and this and that. Was anybody disappointed without spoiling anything? Was anybody disappointed in something that wasn't in the movie that they were hoping was going to be in the movie? Mm. There, There is, again, without spoiling, you don't have to say something specific, but I know off the top of my head, there is one moment that they could have done that they didn't. And really? we'll talk about it in spoilers. But does anybody is else that- have... I, I can go first because yeah. I, I have to say there was I think there was absolutely nothing that I was like, oh, I was really hoping for this to happen. And it didn't um, No, every surprise I was hoping for ended up panning out. So I was I was very content at the end of the film. Ronnie, anything? Um, nothing is sticking out right now to me that I, I was hoping to happen. Um Everything I expected happened, and then things I did not expect to happen happened. Um, so I, I think overall, as far as like Easter eggs and stuff like that, this was right on point. Sean, I agree with that. Um, I can't. I'm not thinking of anything that I was hoping for that didn't come. As Ronnie said, there were things in there that I didn't think were going to be there, but were. So as we get into the spoilers, something might pop in my head and I might remember something more. But yeah. uh, for the most part, in terms of the things that everybody was questioning, you know, everything turned out right. You know, no issues. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to you know, do our commercial. We'll come back and we are going to talk spoilers. So before oh we do God. that, I think it's, it's safe to say that if you have not seen Spider-Man, go see. Why are you see. listening then? 
Because yeah, this comes out on the Monday, so people could have downloaded and started listening. Mm-hmm. But um, to get them hyped up to go see it. Yeah, seriously. Um, I think all of us can agree that it is in our top three Spider-Man movies, uh, which is a very subjective list. But I, I think you know, Sean said it was his number two. Uh, for me, it's it's arguably. I'm just doing that to annoy you. No, that's <laughs> fine. Um, you're, you've been doing it for years, so for me, I, I also speak Sean, so I, I know when you're trying to just annoy me. But so for me, it's definitely my number two Spider-Man movie. Ronnie, uh, I think you said also number I said, this is like one or two. A one one A one B situation for me with Spider-Man too. And and I think Rob, you said the same thing with Spider-Verse, just kind of toppling it a little bit. Yeah. So we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, finally after. All the speculation, all the theories, all the fake trailer things, because there were fake trailer things. I'm going to it already. I want to know what happened. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I we... can't believe that. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and it is time. This is your last spoiler warning before we jump into spoilers, Spider-Man No Way Home. So if you have not watched the movie, turn us off right now, because we're about to spoil it in three, two, one. Daredevil's in the movie. No, I actually did a real one. Sorry about that. Daredevil's in the movie. Oh, Technically, Matt Murdock's in the movie. He's a very good lawyer. That was one of my favorite things ever. So this movie... It was one of the worst kept secrets in history. We all knew that oh, Andrew Garfield yeah. and Tommy Maguire were going to come back. Right. Mm-hmm. They were talking about Matt Murdock forever. Yeah. Uh, Kingpin just made his return on Hawkeye. So yeah. spoilers for Hawkeye. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I so, watched it. I'm good. Okay, thank yeah, God. I but you know, so everybody kind of knew that they were going with some of these things, and it really played out the way to be expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. the way we're going to do it is we're going to talk character by character instead of going through the entire plot and instead of doing all the, the plot points and stuff like that we're literally just going to start with each character where they are and where they end up by the end of the movie mm-hmm. so first and foremost Tom Holland as Peter Parker or Peter One <laughs> aka Spider-Man <laughs> we're going to go around and really just kind of talk about Tom Holland has now had five Spider-Man or six, six, Sp- six Spider-Man appearances. He's had three solo wow. movies and he's had three roles in um, civil war, Avengers, infinity war and, and adventures and game. game. So he is the Spider-Man with the most movie appearances at this point. Yes. Hmm. I would argue that this is his best performance. Second only to Avengers Endgame. I think Avengers, well, scratch that this it goes originally it was Avengers Endgame for me like that was, or excuse me Avengers Infinity War. I was about to say he's in yeah. sorry yeah, excuse I was me gonna say you can't you can't beat the whole uh, Mr. Yeah, sorry. No, Mr. Stark I don't feel so good. Yeah, Avengers <laughs> Infinity War was at a point my favorite uh, performance of his. And then mm-hmm. this movie I think may be my f- my favorite mm. performance a, by a thousand Tom percent. He brings an emotional level to it, a growth to it. Um, Cause the whole point of these movies was to watch Spider-Man grow up. Mm-hmm. And by the end of this movie, he is now where Peter Parker always is supposed to be mm-hmm. making his own suits, living in a crappy one bedroom apartment. Yep. So any, who wants to go thoughts on Tom Holland's Spider-Man in this? Um, 
Like you nailed it on the head. I think this was by far the best performance of his, and dare I say, the best performance out of all three um, actors who have portrayed him. You know, in the movies. I think he did the best job. You know, a he's looks the part age wise, even though he's twenty five, twenty six, playing a high schooler, but he still looks like a high schooler, unlike the other two did yeah um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so i think he just looks the part the the range and the growth that you see him you know develop in this movie you know going from his previous five movies that he's been in right to now and then even throughout the movie the growth that you see him um have is great the one thing i'm curious to see this is kind of getting slightly ahead of ourselves and i want to hear your thoughts on it are we gonna think that the symbiote is gonna take over I, his I, body i have a problem with with the venom stuff that was the thing that i was pointing that i was alluding to yeah um we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the cameo okay. kind of the cameos of it all right but uh sean thoughts on tom holland in this movie um i mean for as you said this is what his sixth appearance as the character i mean i would hope by now he you know obviously progressed in the role which i feel like he did um i also feel like the weaknesses of the first two were definitely thought out before this interpretation of spider-man really got off the ground so i really feel they were able to work on that and get away from what you know the other two couldn't do so that's why I feel like he has done such a good job with this character. He's also the only one, as Ronnie said, actually still looks like a, the character, like a teenager. I mean, he literally looks the part. Can we know? all just say he got even more like ripped for this? Like he was looking even oh more jacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Rob, thoughts on Tom Holland Spider Man here? Uh, I, I will say there were a few moments where I'm like, all right, this guy looks like he's almost thirty. Um, that there were a few times when I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's getting a little too old for this. Um, he is still a great actor, and he's still really really strong with this role. I think the script does him a lot of good job, a, a lot of good opportunities to really develop as an actor. Like, I love the part where you know he tries to change time in everyone's memory uh when dr strange says well did you try talking to the mit person (laughs) and like that's just such a great high school senior moment for him to lean into and saying oh i never really thought about doing that um so i think he's given a lot of good opportunities to grow as an actor uh and and the moments where he is like sort of pining away for mj and and you know unbeknownst to her you know i won't spoil that just yet uh, but I, I think it shows a, a depth for him as an actor. And, and I really like how he's grown into this role. I, I think he's, he, you know, he started out as sort of the scrappy kid from Queens. And now he's more of a, he's more adult, yeah, uh, yeah. which is a great transformation for him. And at the end of the movie, we see him at at a different place. First, he, make, he makes the, the decision to not tell uh, MJ and Ned who he is. Mm-hmm. Um it's a it's a comic book movie, so you really have to take a step back and be like and ignore the logistics. But here we are talking about this comic book movie and logistics. So I, I found it interesting that at the end of the movie he makes the decision not only to to have everybody forget who he was, but also live kind of as Peter he's much more Peter Parker from the comics at the end of the movie. And I'm really excited to see him, you know, he doesn't have to go to MIT. He could still go to Empire State University like he does in the comics and do all that stuff. He could still get a job. Because that was my fear. Like how are we going to fix this? 
is it going to have just a bow on the end of it and a happy ending for everybody? But instead, mm. this movie tackles huge, huge issues. And we find Peter at the end of it. Now he's actually Peter Parker. He's no Stark tech, no fancy spider suits. Just he's making his own and doing that stuff. And I'm really excited to see where we go with him. Yes. Going yeah, down honestly, the- this is a, a, it's, it's a, an origin. It's a three film origin story for Peter Parker, you know, becoming who he, he becomes at the end. And, and now he's, you know, whereas a lot of other movies would have taken an origin story and wrapped it up into just one movie. This one took a trilogy and now we're, I feel like we're entering a new phase for that character, which is neat. And it's a very familiar face too, which makes it even mm-hmm. better because uh, there was a lot of complaints about Peter Parker basically being Iron Man Jr. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm also very excited to see how he's going to interact with the rest of the Avengers because they remember Spider-Man, but they don't remember Peter Parker. So like when they think of the Battle of Avengers Endgame, do they just see Spider-Man with his mask on in their memories from now yeah. on? So it, it's going to lead to some very interesting dynamics. But I, I feel like Marvel's just going to kind of skim over it. Like, oh, that's Spider-Man. I know Spider-Man. Cool. A spell will fix it or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But uh, moving down the cast list, we, uh, I'm just going to go in the order that they have it. Zendaya as Michelle MJ Jones Watson, because now she's... They're, they're... Without the Watson. MJ was the biggest like MacGuffin they tried to deny for the entire like in Spider-Man Homecoming it's like no she's not playing MJ her name's Michelle Jones that's totally di- shut up just shut yeah, up right so in this movie we finally she, this was her time to shine in these movies she was always good in, in the other two but I feel like she really stole gave, the show they gave her a lot more in this one yes the yeah. scene of her and uh, Aunt May both yelling don't talk until you have a lawyer was hilarious that was so just perfect for them and I really I really just enjoyed Zendaya. And I think that they're going to get to a point where she's because they don't really do the acting stuff with her. So I could have seen them like having her like take on Mary Jane as her stage name and taking back because now we know she is Michelle Jones Watson. So (laughs) a lot of questions on that. But uh, Zendaya, Sean, thoughts on MJ in this Uh, movie? Just like I said before, I feel like she really had a lot more to do. You know, she was much more involved in the story of this one to go. She had some stuff in, in the in the previous one where you get her finding out he's Spider-Man, which was good. But I just thought it worked this one. You know, she had a lot more good stuff to do. Ronald? Um, yeah, no, I agree. You know, she actually had to do some acting in this one um, and actually say words, unlike the other one where she was kind of just there to be like the eye candy almost. Um, so I, I really did enjoy... You know, her character in this movie, even though she is MJ without being MJ, you know, mm-hmm. and the nice little moment of, you know, the Gwen Stacy throwback homage right there. Oh, we'll talk about that. that we will talk about that because that, that was one that of my was, favorite uh, oh, moments. Yeah. Uh, Rob, thoughts on MJ? Uh, it's nice to see her doing some things because, you know, Zendaya is a, a really great actress. You know, she's done Euphoria. Um, she did a, a film recently called Malcolm and Marie. Um, yeah, she's done a lot of great stuff. So it's it's wonderful to see her stretching herself a little bit as an actress. Um, I thought she, it's nice, too, that she she's not totally reactionary where she was in all the other movies where she's now initiating plot devices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a question, though. Does, is anywhere in the comics does because this seems to be the route for just about everybody that eventually they become some superhero. Does MJ ever become anything? I don't think so. I'm sure there's no. a, a, an obscure comic where she does become some sort of superhero. Hero, but I don't think so. There's no Spider MJ or anything. Like there that. might be, but like 
nothing like long term. Okay, all right. She's she's. I think she's doing. See, part of the problem is that MJ is is written that way. Maybe because you know that she's always sort of just the reactionary eye candy. Um, so it's nice to see her becoming more than just that. Oh, and uh, duh, Dune. I forgot Ronnie mentioned that. Yeah, she's fantastic in Dune too. So you know, she she's a great actress. So it's nice to see her getting some actual things to do. And also at the end of the movie, we do see that she vaguely has some sort of connection to Peter, and she's wearing the black Dahlia necklace from the first movie or from the second movie. Mm -hmm. So there is some sort of part of her that still feels that connection. So I'm looking forward to if if they bring back MJ and, and Ned in some capacity for the next movie. Where are we going to go with that sort of thing? Oh, with Hobgoblin. Yeah, well, let's talk. All right, so I was going to talk about Doctor Strange next, but, but let's let's talk about... Imagine if they were just, like, messing with him this whole time. They're actually... Like, in the next movie, they're like, nah, we're just kidding. We know who you are. You silly goose. <laughs> but um, we have Jacob Batalon as Ned. Ned has always been the fun, supporting side character, but mm -hmm. now Med... Med. Med. Now Med. Med, Med, Med. <laughs> now Ned knows magic. Yes. That was a very yeah. strange. Now Ned knows magic. Yes, that was a tough one. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Ned in this movie? Let's go with Ronnie first. Um, I did not like him as much as I did in the previous ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of that just had to do with the fact that. A, me and I'm sure a lot of people were expecting Hobgoblin from him in at some, some capacity point yeah. in yes. this movie, and we didn't get it. So I think that might have to do with some of the letdown. Yes, he did have you know his moments, like when they're at the school science lab or whatever, and he's talking with uh, to Toby McGuire, and he was like, "Oh, do you ever have a best friend?" And he was like. Yeah, until I had to kill him. <laughs> After he tried to kill me, or yeah, yeah. And, and then and then like the rest of like the scene is just me being like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from he, Peter because he, he talks to both of them. He yeah. talks to both Peters, and then he's like, oh man, and he does do the great line where it's you know I would never turn evil and kill you <laughs> with my newfound powers. Yeah, but I mean, and that that's the one problem with so Spider Verse took Spider Man from all different universes, but this one really just pulled from the movies. Mm -hmm. They could have had an opportunity to to introduce, well, who's that guy? And it's Hobgoblin. And then at the end, you, mm -hmm. a great reveal would have been that it was actually Ned. Yeah. And I think that would have been a very powerful moment, but it is what it is. Yeah. Sean? So, so I'm, I am don't know, what's the background with Ned and Hobgoblin? I, I Ned nothing. is Hobgoblin. Oh, really? Yeah, he is one of uh, several characters that took on the role of oh, Hobgoblin in the comic books. And but, Hobgoblin's never been done in a, in a movie. He has not yeah. been in no. live action. Interesting. So what, what were your thoughts on Ned, though, Sean? Um, he kind of, I mean, he had that third wheel feel to him because, again, now that MJ is obviously in the know of everything, you could tell Ned felt. He didn't feel when left. he holds all their hands. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, there were some funny like the, when they're on the 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 the, the school roof. And they're yeah. having their moment, and Ned just shows up, but it's like, you know... It's crazy down there. Definitely the third wheel feel to him, but I did love the fact that this guy had the power of Doctor Strange for literally, you know... This whole half, time. Half of half hour, and, you know, he's creating these, like, different portals but and stuff. But then he can't close them. <laughs> so there were some funny moments with him, um, but, again, nothing too over the top or anything like that. Rob, thoughts on Mr. Ned? Um... 
he was like uh, I think if they just repeated a lot of the same shtick from the earlier films, I think it would have felt forced. So, you know, I think he does need to develop as a character because he was so much the comic relief in pre, you know, every time we see him, you know, I'm still remembering back into Infinity War when he has, Peter asks Ned for, uh, I need you to cause a distraction. And he just screams, we're all going to die, <laughs> which is a great moment from Ned. But it's nice to see him developing past that character. But I just, I wasn't, like, yeah, I guess I, I like the fact that he now knows magic and can do that, but I felt like as a character, he didn't develop enough. And I would have liked to have seen him, you know, faced with some sort of temptation or or faced with, you know, maybe coming across some, some Stark tech and pocketing it or something and being like, oh, you know, that's going to turn into him, you know, becoming Hobgoblin or something. I would have just liked to have had something other than him sitting there at the end at the counter on his phone texting with MJ. Mm -hmm. So, it, but... Yeah, I, he was good enough. I, I was. I'm not disappointed. I just wish there was something, a, a, an additional layer. Also, the interrogation scene in the very beginning. Yeah. When he tells them everything. So basically, you <laughs> oh my god, that was the best. I'm like, shut up, Ned. Shut up, Ned. Shut up, Ned. <laughs> so going down, we have uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. He was a lot of fun in this movie. The trailers mm -hmm. lied to us thoroughly. Yeah. They made it seem like Doctor Strange was going to do this super forbidden spell that's never allowed to be done. Instead, it's their hangover spell. It's, yeah. I did something silly last night spell. And apparently, he's not the Sorcerer uh, Supreme anymore. Yeah, yeah that, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. Yeah, a little like, oh, you're not the... Oh, no, I would gone for five years. <laughs> and Wong's in charge. Good for yeah. Wong. Good yeah, for good Wong. But, um, so Dr. But wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. If he's in charge, why is he doing underground battles then with Shang-Chi? Because why not? <laughs> He gets paid more. Doesn't he, he's more doesn't he have more important stuff to do than battle the abomination? Well, it does make sense, though, at the end when he approached Shang-Chi and was like, mm -hmm. hey, Avenger stuff. Yeah. Oh, all right. But so one of the best set pieces, obviously, arguably, is the fight between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Yes. And also, they have such a great relationship in this because instead of like Spider-Man approaches him like he approaches all these other big heroes like, sir, can you I need your help? And he's like, you. Don't call me sir. And that's yeah. like a good running motif where he does view Spider-Man as something of an equal because, you know, they went through some crap. Mm -hmm. You know, he fought an alien in space. Yeah. <laughs> you went to space? You went to space. But um, he's he's really good. I do kind of – obviously, it's a Spider-Man movie, not a Spider-Man and Doctor Strange movie. But having right. him just disappear for most of it afterwards was kind of eh. But um, any thoughts on Doctor Strange that we want to convey? Because I know everybody's waiting for us to get to the to the big stuff. Any, anything? No, again, I think one of my favorite parts was when he does the um, what what the heck? I forget what he calls it when he get makes Peter have his out of body experience. Yes, you yes, know? that that was a nice little like throwback right there, which we we knew, you know, because I was in a trailer or whatever. Um, but but apparently yeah. about that scene, yeah. If you look, Spider Man or Peter's spider sense is going off the whole time. That's yeah. why he can't grab the box from him. His body's just reacting because of the the Peter tingle. But apparently, if you look at Peter, like his astral form, you could see the the squiggly the lines. lines from the comics, and I didn't notice that. So I was like, it's the first time they've shown it in live action. Yeah, the uh, traditional little squigglies. But I did like that. That fight was just so visually pleasing. Yeah. just so much fun. You know, when he like opens up the portal, he shoots the web through it, and it catches him in the foot. He's like. Wait, no. Yeah. The just mirror a, dimension. Doctor Strange has such a unique style to him, and it's just a lot of fun. 
But going down the list, we, there's two more that we want to talk about before we talk about the big ones. Right. Oh, hold on. I, I want to talk about Doctor Strange for a second. Rob wants to talk about Doctor Strange for a second. Yes. Um, as much as I liked him in the first third of the movie, it was agreed weird that he disappeared for so long. And I thought that was a mistake. I felt like we should have flashed back to strange, you know, is stuck in the mirror verse going through something mental, something emotional. Cause I would have liked to have seen him develop some emotional and, and mental, uh, have him have an arc. And he really didn't like, it was only at the end where they're like, no, 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 Peter, uh, uh, Peter is trying it and it's working. And he's like, hmm, like that was his big arc was that he realized that Peter could do this. Um, and I, I would have liked to have seen something develop in terms of their relationship a little bit more. And, you know, I'm thinking back to Spider-Verse where everyone was such a big mentor to Miles Morales, whereas I think Doctor Strange might have fit that role as some of the other people we're about to mention could have fit that role. So I would have liked to have seen that from, from Strange, a little bit of character development. Very true. Very true. Uh, so uh, we want to talk about Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. Oh. Great power comes great responsibility. I, I do think it was a missed opportunity that they didn't show her grave next to Ben Parker. They have not yeah. mentioned Uncle Ben nope. at all. And I still say that that's one of the biggest mistakes of this franchise. Obviously, they wanted to stay away from it because mm-hmm. we've seen it so many times. That's fine. But is there a Ben? There is a Ben because Peter's. Did she mention it? They do mention in Homecoming the things that may. Like, he's like, he says something about like what May's been going through since. They don't specifically say it, but also in no way in Far From Home, his suitcase does say Ben Parker on it. It's Ben Parker's suitcase. So it, I do think it's a, a misstep that they never had Uncle Ben, but I'm fine with how they did it. And obviously, she gets the line with great power comes great responsibility, but her death was vicious and yeah. hurt. Like we, they also MacGuffined us really bad, like because she gets hit by the glider and. She gets back up and she's walking around. We're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, producer Melanie sitting next to me and I like grabbed her hand when it happens. But <laughs> the minute she, she minute she says that line, though, you knew she was dead. Yeah. yeah. That, that's just the kiss of death, that line. Yeah. The, sh- the <laughs> shot of him <laughs> catching the bomb was fantastic, though, yes. of yeah. him trying to catch that thing. Yes. And for it to be Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, who we're, we're going to talk about, it was, it was a really powerful moment. And it really showed because Peter loses it afterwards and it's it's just such a great like we've never seen a we've seen peter not wanting to be spider-man and just feeling this level of depression but to see him have this kind of rage we haven't seen it since toby mcguire spider-man yep but uh, any other thoughts on aunt may and r.i.p oh just uh, it's very sad to see his unusually attractive aunt uh go down (laughs) like that um she is i i was just thrilled that she was part of the action like when she had that chase scene just beforehand mm-hmm. yeah. it was like exciting to see like oh marissa tomei as an action star that's really i would see that movie mm-hmm. and i thought it was a fitting end for her they 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 sent her off very well and it's it's marissa tomei is amazing she can she can do no wrong yeah um and then the last person before we talk about the the big cast members uh happy hogan makes his potentially last appearance yeah. it, it definitely seems like he's not going to be coming back but i gotta give it to him john Favreau, that he's been willing to stick with this character even though like even after he stopped directing mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the marvel movies you know, right yeah you know, there you go he's got star wars to work on seriously yeah, yeah. i would have been really okay if at the end of <clears throat> when they have their moment in the the graveyard that he at least acknowledged like i know who you are that that would have been a really nice yeah. thing and because like 
they had such a great relation, especially in uh, the previous movie when they finally like when he finally yeah. starts answering his phone calls and stuff like that. The scene of them on the plane and no and far from home is still one of my favorite interactions between the two of them. So I really I, I'm kind of upset that we're not going to get more Peter and Happy. I always thought they had a really fun dynamic. Yeah, I agree. Anything else on Happy? Because I know I know we're all like sitting here like, come on now. <laughs> let's go. All right, we're going. So let's start off with our returning Spider Men. We have the return of both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, even though Andrew Garfield has been saying for months that he's not in this movie. And Tobey Maguire has been like, yeah, I am. What are they going to do to me? But uh, we have them both returning for this movie. Let's talk about Andrew Garfield first. I love how they make fun of his movies. I love oh, how they, yeah. they make, they, you know, all, all in good fun, too. And I love his moment of catching MJ is still, oh yeah, like, it was emotional. It was powerful. Like, it was mm-hmm. well acted. Mm-hmm. I feel like more people were excited for that moment when it happened. People than, cheered. Than any other yeah. moment that happened, whether it was him coming this on screen or Toby or Murdoch. Like, I think that made fans more excited than seeing yeah. actually seeing them. When he jumps through that portal, our theater went nuts. So, yeah. did, so did mine. Yeah. And Oh, yeah. Know, same here. And it's a great funny scene. You know, like, crawl on the wall. He's like, really? Really crawl yeah. on the wall, like his his Spider Man was arguably the funniest of the Spider Man, yes. and it, to have him come back and he's still like, you could tell he's still so passionate about the role and how much he enjoyed it. And then when they're all sitting around like making fun of, basically making yeah. fun of him, and he's like, they're like, I fought an alien, I fought an alien in space, I fought a guy in a rhino, suit, a Russian guy in a rhino costume, <laughs> like it's just a lot of fun and. It it just really worked for me. Sean, thoughts on Mr. Andrew Garfield? Oh man, I thought he he got his swan song. Yeah, that he never got. You know, he didn't get a third movie. I don't know if a third movie was ever in plans for him, or it just Spider Man Two yeah. was a bit of a letdown. Yeah, and they just was. decided to cut it off. But I, first of all, this guy is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's mm-hmm. done so many good movies before Spider Man, since Spider Man. For anyone out there, tick tick boom outstanding i hope oh, he wins. Yeah. i hope he wins the oscar for it so it was fun seeing him back in this character and the just the i mean the scene when they are on top of the building after and that's where uh, tom holland spider-man is having his you know what was me moment and the two of them are describing their you know i lost my uncle ben i lost gwen i mean just you could see the hurt in his face mm-hmm. i mean and then yeah. as ronnie said the scene where he catches mj the theater was like, no. They see him jump and they're like, oh, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and and she, he saves her and the tears in his eyes. He's just like, mm-hmm. I did it. I couldn't do this the last time. You know, and oh, I just thought he what he really, I thought he, he brought was, his A game. He did. Yeah. He really did. For only not, about not, Nothing minutes. against Tobey Maguire. I thought Tobey Maguire was good, but it, Tobey Maguire felt a little more, you know, laid back. I'm here yeah. for the paycheck. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> Andrew put his all into the half hour he was on screen. Yeah, Ronnie, um, yeah. I thought Peter Three was amazing. Um, Peter, <laughs> Peter Three, God, Peter Three. <laughs> you know, um, Sean, Sean just nailed it on the head. Like he was in this because he loved the character, you know, and he just want wanted to do it again, and. Again, like we've all iterated on the the catch of Gwen, uh, sorry, the non catch of Gwen Stacy, um, but the catch of MJ is great. My only thing is, how come no one asked him who Gwen was? We're, we're because, talk because about everyone that. was like, oh, Uncle Ben, and then he was like, you know, Aunt May, and then they're like, well, who's 
who's Gwen? We're, yeah. They're like they're like I have an MJ, I have an MJ, I have an Uncle Ben, I have an Aunt May. Who mm-hmm. who's who's Gwen? Well, I'm I'm gonna bring that up in uh, when we talk about where the franchise is going to go because mm-hmm. I have some interesting thoughts, and that's it's one of the reasons why it's not a five movie. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, oh, this is not a five movie. Yeah. This is not a five movie for me. Yeah. Uh, no. Rob, Andrew Garfield. So the, the question is, what's uh, what are my thoughts on Andrew Garfield? Yes. Um, he, I loved his. I have always loved. I Andrew Garfield. I think his um, aw shucks kind of Spider Man is is just a fun Spider Man to to deal with. Um, he's kind of this kind of goofy, almost he- approaching potheadish kind of <laughs> Spider-Man because mm-hmm. uh, he's so like airy. Um, I loved him. I see. Here's the part that I I, I have a problem with with the movie is that uh, is, are we to assume that he that these are Spider-Men that are coming in currently at their current ages? Like so, so Andrew Garfield is like Spider Man at like thirty. I would assume so. Like they're they're whatever the the general time that, lapse. That, okay, that was an interesting take well, for me because as we get farther into it, we'll get into that. But I have a be, interesting question. Yeah, about see, I don't know about that because see, McGuire, that, because yeah, every, un- everybody un- else, <clears throat> right? All the villains were de-aged were, and. Well, well, no, well, no, no. They, they came, in, they came in when they were just about, about to, to die. die from Spider-Man. Right. So how come these Spider-Men were not, or I should say, Tobey Maguire wasn't in costume, went, you know, at all. So he should have been. Um, but also then you have Andrew Garfield in an alley. Like, you would think they mm-hmm. would be coming in at the same time that their villains were coming. I think it's because they, they didn't die. Or at least the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it, well, it's it's also hard to. I mean, I guess you could digitally de-age Tobey Maguire, but he's very clearly in his forties when we see him. Yeah, yeah, which I thought so. would have been a good opportunity for them to change up how they looked because they. One of my only gripes is the the ending battle scene, as fantastic as it is, it's nighttime, mm-hmm. and it's dark. It's very hard to keep track of who's doing yes. what. Mm-hmm. I think if they had done something like, imagine if like Andrew Garfield dropped down in like the black Spider-Man suit. Yeah. And Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire dropped down. I, there was a lot of fan art of him in. Uh, there's a suit called the Last Stand suit, mm-hmm. which is like a basically like the Logan of Spider-Man comics, where he's wearing mm-hmm. like this this red leather jacket and Spider-Man mask, and it's it's really cool. But like they could have done a lot of stuff with that to make them all look yeah. different. And again, a brighter backdrop would have been probably yeah. helpful. Yeah, um, I, I loved Andrew Garfield's thirty something. Now, okay, now that we've established that I can comment on it. I love his 30-something Spider-Man, you know, sort of like almost like that moment when, you know, Tobey Maguire helps him crack his back a little bit. It's sort of like, <laughs> a, oh, I've been there. I understand it because I'm 10 years older than you. Let me help you with that. Like that was a neat little mentoring moment of, oh, we're getting older with this and our bodies are giving out on us more. Um, I just wish that I, and, and I guess this is more of a script thing than an Andrew Garfield thing. I would have liked to have seen like, all right, well, what's been happening then in the years since mm-hmm. we've last seen you? You know, how have you aged and developed as a Spider-Man? And, and I think that's where why I think Spider-Verse is better. Because uh, is that Peter Parker that, that mentors Miles Morales? It's uh, Peter, Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker. Like, I love that he has become, he has seen so much evil and awfulness in his life that he's become so jaded and he's just like overweight. He's, he's you know, out of shape. Like, I, I didn't see that with Andrew Garfield or with Tobey Maguire. And I would have loved to have seen, like, how does 
spite being spider-man for this many years take its men its toll on you mentally and emotionally because like i think mentally and emotionally both of them were were where we'd left them but physically they were not i think that it was a better contrast between andrew and toby in that regards because toby mcguire's the one yes. who's like he's like hey and we'll talk about him in a second he's like hey we made it work like i because andrew garfield for me when i was thinking about it i was like toby mcguire's the spider-man that's married with potential kids Andrew Garfield is the Spider-Man that doesn't even want to date because he's so, because of what happened with Gwen Stacy, and then you have this young Peter Parker who's trying to just graduate high school. That's that's kind of how in my mind I I might put like a retcon or a continuity yeah. to it. So let's talk about Tobey Maguire then. His obviously he comes back and he mm-hmm. I really do. It kind of does annoy me that he should have been the most confident Spider-Man, like the the one that comes in. He's like, hey, I've been doing this for thirty plus years. Yeah. They don't really address that. <sighs> But yeah. um, he so, co- and, and the fact that he sums up his entire relationship with MJ with the same word that he uses with Doc Ock and Spider-Man too. He says it's complicated. Yeah. Really, even after thirty, you know, twenty something years, you're, you still haven't developed up much on that front. Yeah. Do you know where the back thing comes from? Oh yeah, from when he hurt himself in real life, and then they throw it in the movie where he lands yeah. on the cars and he's like, "My back." That they were poking fun at that yet yeah. again. <laughs> I oh, do. Really? I yeah. do like that he is way more quippy. Um, I like how Andrew Garfield Spider-Man does the woohoo like as they jump because he was always really fun with the web slinging and stuff like that. But to have Tobey Maguire actually like cracking jokes too was really good. Oh, I, the, the web, the, the scene where he shoots the web oh, out of his yeah. hand and their reactions are priceless. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was how'd fantastic. You, how'd you do that? That came out of you. <laughs> Is this coming out of you? Do you, do you, do you, do you make it, it out of own? other parts? <laughs> oh, God. The, the three of them I would love to see in a movie together because I just oh, thought yeah. they worked yeah. so well off each other. They really did. I, you know what I would love? I would love to see a a low or no stakes movie with the three of them, yes. where they weren't battling something. You know, they were just sort of like learning to figure out their life, maybe as like three people in an, a New York City apartment or something. <laughs> It'd like be that. a lot of fun. That would be good. All right, so Ronnie, thoughts on Tommy McGuire and his triumphant return? Uh, triumphant. He's there. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, was I really excited to see him? Obviously. Would I have been upset based off of what he brought if he didn't come in? No, I wouldn't have been upset. To me, his only moment was when he got stabbed. That was really funny, actually. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like... I've been stabbed before. Yeah. Like, other than that, there there was nothing really to him. Andrew Garfield got a little bit more than he did. Yeah. I feel like like Garfield got more just because again you he know, never got it he never yeah, got that third right. movie yeah you know, toby got all three movies you know mm-hmm. he had his story he had yeah. his story any other thoughts on toby mcguire as um he he had a, you know that scene of course where where tom holland is literally beating uh willem dafoe to death and peter parker we're gonna talk about that yeah toby mcguire steps in he just gives him that look that that toby mcguire spider-man look which you saw in his movies and you're like Oh, okay. And then he gets stabbed, and I thought that was very like kind of. I was really like, wow, they're gonna kill him off. I thought it would it would have been a ballsy yeah. move, and oh, yeah. and it just kind of was like, oh no, I've been stabbed before, and I'm like, wow, that was a really meaningful scene, and it just kind of went nowhere. And then you know, Andrew Garfield is holding him up, and he goes, "You're in a lot of pain, aren't you?" Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Tobey Maguire? Um, I, I didn't really realize until he came on the screen that it was like, wow, it's been a long time since we've seen Tobey Maguire in anything. I'm just looking yeah, up what he, he's done last. He like the great, yeah. No, the Great Gatsby was like one of his last things that he's really done anything, um, anything you know that we all know of. 
Uh, and then he's done some narrative work, but uh, it was really great seeing him. Um, it just, I don't, I don't know if I have too many complaints. Again, I think you explained that. Well, I forget who it was who said, you know, Andrew Garfield didn't have his moment. Toby McGuire did. So he had so much already in the can. Um, so he, I don't think we needed to see too much from him. I just, again, would have liked to have seen like, what does being Spider-Man for these, all these years do to someone? Um, and I just would have liked to have, you know, have heard like, oh, you know, MJ and I tried marriage. It didn't work out. You know, just hear a little bit more about what he's been up to. Mm -hmm. So that's it for the Spider-Men. Let's talk about the returning villains. We'll get the two that barely have anything to do out of the way. Um, we have Dr. Kirk Connors. Uh, how do you say his name? Right. Oh, uh, Fons. Fons. Um Is that real? Him and Sandman really get the short sat uh, or short shaft. Or the shaft in this short stick, short stick, short end of the stick. I'm tired. All right, but they they are definitely the, the ones. Shrift. Um, Sandman comes in and he has a great moment of trying to help Spider-Man because let's not forget at the end of Spider-Man three that's where he's at. Yeah, right. you know him and Spider-Man come to a mutual. But he not see I, that was a little weird to me because yes they they end on good terms of Spider-Man three but I didn't get the feeling that he wanted to help him. Like, yeah, he comes in and he's like. Peter, I'm here to help you. Then I it's also, like you're not Peter, you're me. Like, which just, also makes me he think he had this like dumb, like you know, like strong dumb guy feel to him in this movie. It just didn't but it also makes do me him think any justice. Some things have had to have happened to him since because he doesn't die fighting Spider-Man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he, he was one of the only villains that doesn't die. Yeah. Uh, Kirk, Con Kirk Connors? Technically, the lizard dies. The lizard dies. Yeah. But he turns back into Kirk Connors. So. I was kind of surprised they actually even brought Sandman into the movie. I was kind of shocked they did that. Yeah. I have to admit. So him, him and the lizard really get the sh You could also definitely tell that they just needed them for one day of filming. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> even the shot of, of Flint Marco in the Statue of Liberty literally looks like he was just standing on a, on a green screen. And, another, yeah, and yeah. another thing they did that they didn't do in, in Spider-Man 3, it's like he's only in sand form. The whole time. The whole time. And yeah. I'm like, did Thomas Hayden Church just not want to be on screen? It's not like he's doing anything right now. I, I definitely um, think it's just, you know, it could have been COVID procedures. It could have been a trillion other reasons. But I, I see. I, I chalked it up to just the fact that Spider-Man 3 is just not a strong film. And so like the, the villains aren't, very well introduced and developed in there. So I think they did the best they could with them here. Cause you know, Flint Marco, his main, you know, motivation is his daughter. Uh, the other one, I don't know. I don't even remember what his main motivation was. The lizard. Was he wanted to turn everybody into lizard people. Yeah. Why? Because he thought it was the next stage of human evolution after he okay. experimented on himself and regrew his arm. Yeah. Cause yeah. Of the regeneration that they had. See, yeah. I, and, see, this is also a problem I had with the, the, the sinister five or whatever they are, is that they all had varied um, motivations and some were noble and some were not, mm -hmm. you know, like, like some were just wanted chaos and just destroy everything. Some wanted to evolve. Some wanted to just get back to their daughter. And like, I to see all of them fighting the Spider-Men just, I'll, I'll go with it. You know, don't get me wrong. I loved it. But it's just, you know, if you think about it too much, it doesn't start. It to didn't make sense. make sense for Sandman to team up with them at the end. Exactly. But yeah. Like when he, joins them in that scene where like you know it's like oh this isn't something's not right here but i'm gonna go with the bad guys it's it, like it maybe just because he knew he what? needed to get the box back he just yeah. wanted to go home yeah maybe. he had no other mo his only motive was i just want to go home if they had introduced an alternate version of his daughter in this world who's not sick and who is healthy i think maybe that would have been a better 
indication mm. for him to stay, but I just they just didn't have time. I think they missed out. They should have gotten Topher Grace to come back as uh, Eddie Brock. We're going to talk about that in a second. <laughs> just saying. If you gave Sandman, I would have taken Topher Grace first. What are you talking yeah. about? Topher Grace was never in it. It was always Tom Hardy. You're remembering <laughs> it wrong. Yeah. We're going to talk about that at the end. But um, any other thoughts on Sandman and, and uh, the Lizard? Really no. not much to say. They're there. No. Lizard, I, I was the actually, Lizard looked better? The Lizard did look a lot better. <laughs> yeah, they definitely went back and, and redid the character look, especially for those two movies. Yeah. Um, but and you're, as you're right, they're just... They They're were there. just there to be there. there. They're there to be there. I, I do want to point out that we were all wrong about with the trailer that we thought someone was punching Lizard in the face. He got kicked. No. Yeah, he, he got, got kicked, kicked right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have Jamie Foxx returning as Max Dillon slash Electro. They did a much better job. Mm-hmm. Best and upgrade. I, I like how they actually make fun of it, too. He's like, I got my body back. And yeah. why are you just standing there like you don't know that I'm naked right now? <laughs> Like they do a lot of fun stuff with him. Um, he's definitely the one that kind of convinces the villains to to do the villain because he's in this brand new world with all this, and it makes sense. A whole new you know, world. Let's just stop, just stop, just stop. But um, he contributes nothing to the show. Yeah, <laughs> just musical notes and one-liners. Yep. But um, in all honesty, like it makes sense. Like the, there's an arc reactor in Happy's, and he's like, that's something we don't have in my world. What else do? And you know, we make we'll make fun of the Venom stuff at the end, so but like when Venom's like listing all the things in this world, yeah. he's like, it's a flying guy in a tin suit and a giant... You know. Purple guy with stones. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes sense for Max Dillon, who's been consumed by power and wants to be more powerful, and, you know, when he sees his opportunity, like, he's like, everything's better for me here. Why wouldn't I want to stay? Why would I want to go back to my yeah. world? So I think he, in terms of villain motivations, made the most sense. Anybody else want to... Share their thoughts about Electro again. I, I thought think. he was the best one there. I, I think you know. Well, first of all, it's you know Academy Award winner Jamie Fox, um, and he's just he developed it well beyond just the two dimensions that I think he originally had. Because I like the idea that going back, he doesn't want to go back because he didn't like who he was when he started, and this is like his best version of himself. So it was neat. I think they should have gone. I, I, you mentioned the arc reactor in there. I, I think that could have been more of a MacGuffin uh, for it because it was a little unclear, like what these guys were trying to do other than just not go back. Like if they had maybe developed some plan beyond it and, and had been using Stark technology a little bit more, that could have been neat. But I think he was the best of the, the group there. Ronnie? I, know, I was just saying, he had by far the best upgrade as you know overall whether it's the you know the looks or the writing for him um i'm just curious if he doesn't know what an arc reactor is does that mean there's no stark industries in that world well apparently there's no norman osborne in this one which really bothers me so let's uh unless anybody else has something to say about electro Oh, no, okay. Norman Osborn, Willem Dafoe returning, and man, it's like no time has passed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was arguably my favorite villain in this. Yes, there's nothing better than Peter bursting into feasts, thinking that his his aunt is about to be. You know, like let's think about the first Spider-Man movie. You know, he blows up Aunt May's house. Yeah, like he goes flying in there, and you just see Norman Osborn having donuts like a crazy homeless guy. It was so interesting to see what could have happened with norman osborne mm-hmm. i am heartbroken that they do not have a norman osborne or at least not yet they always could change it but mm-hmm. to fa- right. the fact that well, there's just he doesn't know what norman osborne there could right, be a norman right. osborne out there but norman osborne no. also says that there's no oscorp 
Yeah. But well, 20 years ago, if someone asked you, you know, hey, don't you know Elon Musk? And we'd be like, no, that's not, there's no one named that. The you board, know, it the just, just hasn't happened. <laughs> I don't know. Like for me, and we're going to talk at the very ends, kind of where the franchise is going to go. I do have a very big gripe about Peter Parker now knows every single one of his greatest villains. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen when he goes to college and Dr. Kurt Connors is teaching biology there? <laughs> He's be like, uh-oh. Like, I don't know. It, they could do a lot of work with him trying to save those people beforehand and then making them into villains. Like, they could play yeah. around with that. But for me, it's it's still like a point. Well, I mean, maybe it's somebody different because, you know, just like with the multiverse, there's different, you know, variations oh, of the absolutely, character. Yeah. You know, in this world, right, not all the they're, look they're, the same. they're, you know, a bad guy. But in this world... They're actually the nicest person ever, you know, so. I, I think they could play around a lot with Spider-Man making his own villains. Because that's yeah. always the superhero debate. Mm-hmm. Do the villains make the hero or the hero make the villains? Plus, we still thing. have plenty of other ones. Still got Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter's up next. Too. Yeah, I'm, I'm psyched you know, for that. Vulture. Um, still out there. Vulture's still out there. Morbius. Scorpion. Yeah. But I, I will say that the fights between Peter Parker, or Tom Holland's Peter Parker, and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin were fantastic. Fantastic, yes. and that's Willem Dafoe, man. Yeah, like yeah. he, the scene of them just pushing each other basically through the floor Boy. of these high, these ex, high like, rises. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, and then the fight of them, like it's brutal, it's vicious, it is like we forget how strong the Green Goblin actually was in the first movie. I think yes. he's a little bit stronger in this one. Yeah. But that might just be. I just love that scene on the bridge where you see the explosive coming and you just hear that laugh. Yeah. That just, that, Willem Dafoe defined that character. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, I'm interested to see if they do bring Green Goblin into the Tom Holland uh, franchise, where they're going actor wise with that character. Cause that's a, it's like kind of like the Joker. It's big shoes to fill. Yes. Better you know? laugh, Joker or Green Goblin? Joker. Not which, which Joker? Joker. Which any, one? Any of them. I, I don't know. That's uh, a tough one. Heath Ledger's Joker is still probably the most, the mm-hmm. superior laugh. I still think Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson's laugh is, yeah. you know. Those mm-hmm. are the, those Rob's are the got a thinking face on. Mark Hamill, maybe? That's true. That's fair, That's yeah. True. But yeah. then you get like your Jared Leto and your uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and you're like, uh, uh, nah, uh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But I'm good. I, if they do bring in Norman Osborn again and. Like Peter is like, oh crap, that's Norman Osborn, but I just made best friend because he doesn't know Harry Osborn. Right. Mm-hmm. So like they they could play around with it and they could do their MacGuffins and stuff like that. Like the Green Goblin appears in the city and Peter's like, it's Norman Osborn, but Norman in Spectacular Spider-Man he actually frames his son. Yeah. Spider-Man like goes to confront Norman Osborn and it's Harry underneath the mask and Harry doesn't even know what's going on. So they mm-hmm. they could do a lot of fun stuff with it. So, but he steals the show and he is the real villain of this movie and mm-hmm. if anybody's going to be the real villain of this movie it should have been him and I'm just I love it when his spider sense is going off and you're like where is this going yeah. Oh, yeah. and he just shoots the web at Willem Dafoe and you're like what? Yeah, yep. oh, it was great. Because you think it's you think yeah. it's you think it's Electro because he's been showing the most. You and know, Electro yeah. even says, "Why are you looking at me like that?" Yeah, and oh, and then just you could see the inner Goblin coming out and oh. So good, it. and his costume so upgrade good. was fantastic. When yes. they give him like the hood, and he, you know, he's mm-hmm. added things onto his costume. He looks great. And the big, big move by destroying the mask at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and then at the end, it's just kind of him with like a hood and like goggles. And I'm like, okay, I like it. You know, it's not cartoonish, but it, it looked good. It was Rob, a, any thoughts? 
Yeah, uh, and and I want to sort of get some feedback from you guys on this and see what your thought is. And and I might be more okay with this over time, but here's here's what I'm thinking. When Green Goblin shows up and he has his, all right, I think we can all agree that the Tobey Maguire Spider Man trilogy is very comic bookish. The Tom Holland ones are not very comic bookish. They're very grounded in this MCU. So to see a comic bookish villain coming into the grounded MCU tonally was a little jarring for me because, and, and I don't know how to solve this because I think, you know, Willem Dafoe did exactly what he should be doing. I think Tom Holland did exactly what he should be doing. But the filmmakers putting the, mashing them up together tonally just seemed strange because it was these two tones coming at one another that didn't really seem to mesh. What did you guys think about that? Because it was anti-Marvel. Is that why? Because Marvel is so like rainbows and sunshine, while the Green Goblin is like the complete opposite of that. No, like like no, not necessarily. Like, but like the idea that Green Goblin is such an over the top villain, whereas you know, like Vulture and uh, who was in the second? Oh, Mysterio. Those weren't over the top villains. They were very much you know grounded in sort of a, a technology. You know, Jake Jake Gyllenhaal's and and you know, uh, Michael Keaton's characters were grounded in this, in reality, whereas Willem Dafoe's character is so over the top that you would never run into somebody like that in real life, which is fine because that works for that universe. It, it's kind of like, this universe. I, I get what you're saying, Rob. It's be like if uh, yeah. the Jack Nicholson Joker showed up in mm-hmm. the Dark Knights. Yeah, it just... I, I get what you're saying. You know, like even when Green Goblin first pops down, like that's a completely CGI Green Goblin. Like it's mm-hmm. not him in the in the original costume or anything like that. So I, I get what you're saying. I think just over time, it, it will kind of... It'll start. blend in my brain for me. Yeah, like I look at characters mm-hmm. like you know, Whiplash from Iron Man 2, who's very comic book over-the-top-ish. Right. Um, or even like Abomination, who... You know, they had to redo in their comic book interpretation, and sometimes it is jarring. So I I can get that. I can agree. Um, But for me, then the next villain, I don't know. I'm very excited. I want to hear Sean's thoughts because I know he's a big Spider-Man 2 kind of guy. Doc Ock, Alfred Molina's return. Sean. Uh, I love Alfred Molina. I think he's a fantastic actor, and I was very happy to see him back in this. He you kind of get the sense he is the the one that doesn't want to be evil like you, you and and i think Tom, uh, peter parker gets that fairly quickly and just you know he didn't have much to do except for that opening fight scene which mm-hmm. was fun to watch I, I enjoyed that and i thought it looked really good but then after that you know they they cure him and then he has this moment at the end which i thought he was going to get killed at i really did yeah. i was expecting mm-hmm. him to sacrifice himself in a way but i thought the him and toby maguire uh was good but i loved that tom holland's t- the, the 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 suit technology takes Man, over oh it was so funny <laughs> that yeah. was that was just such a the times because obviously that didn't happen that didn't exist back in in the time of spider-man 2 so his reaction to that was like what, what's going on yeah why, why can't i do that well, was fun it's also interesting because he is a villain that the way that the dialogue goes and the way that you know they explain it he is technically there right after he has spider-man by the throat yeah and spider-man convinces him so it's almost like he doesn't remember that he just he doesn't remember right before taking control of the tentacles. Yeah. 
So I thought that was also really interesting that that's the point that they pulled him from. And it makes sense, you know. But that's the point they pulled all of them from. Like, you know, all of them were being pulled from the moment that they died, which I thought was an interesting idea. I don't know how I feel yeah. about it. Not all of them, I, I guess, because basically he – Doctor Strange says that they are all destined to die fighting Spider-Man. But they all they all have their moment where they're like, I was doing this and then I'm I don't here. remember what happened. But for Doc Ock, it's not right – it's not him – Pulling the machine. No, no, into no. The that's water. what I'm saying. Yeah. So he's the only one. So really. I'm curious where where Green Goblin got pulled from right before he gets stabbed by the uh, the glider. The glider. glider. And, yeah. yeah. All right. I, going on that thought, then, because remember, everyone that was being pulled there were people who knew that Peter Parker was Spider Man. Good point. Where was Norman Osborn, or Harry Osborn? I mean. Uh, we don't talk about James Franco anymore because he's been canceled. <laughs> he's canceled. Well, there, there was a running theory that he would pop up because there was the shot of Willem Dafoe in his new goblin attire. And I know we yeah. speculated about it. If it was, They should have brought in the, the Harry Osborn or, from the Garfield. Uh, yeah, Dane DeHaan's character. That would have been actually really cool. But yeah. um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I no way want to see James Franco at all anymore in anything. So I was pleased not to see him. But yeah, there is some logic issues there with like where yeah, where's Dane DeHaan? Where I mean, I guess there were other people coming through at the end there. Which so is um, speaking of that, that is another missed opportunity in this film. You could have shown anyone there. Mm-hmm. You could have shown that would have been your time yeah. for fun cameos, like your real fun cameos. Like imagine Gwen Stacy as Spider Gwen. Can you imagine Andrew Garfield seeing that? Like he would have lost Amati. it. Yeah, the the Rhino, um, Craven the Hunter, I think is yeah. one of them. Topher Grace's Venom. Like they they missed an opportunity, I think, with mm-hmm. that. With just I showing, could have sorry, yeah. no, but just showing like the silhouettes. Well, I could have sworn Rhino's, that I saw Rhino a line was of up there. Rhino, oh, you saw it too. Rhino and Scorpion. Rhino okay, and Scorpion. I, saw I, did, Rhino see, I did see Scorpion. Yes. I remember seeing yeah. uh, Apparently one. one was supposed to be Craven the Hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder, like... So th- let's let's then talk about the end of this movie and one of my biggest complaints. They brought Venom in for a cameo at the end. <laughs> that was one of the worst things they could have possibly done. Had they brought in Topher Grace as Venom, it would have justified... Imagine having those two Venom fight on scene. Like, mm-hmm. imagine that at the end, or bring in another version of Carnage, and, and Venom shows up like, I knew that, th- that there was another symbiote here, like, I could sense it, and that's why I'm here. Oh, but then to just have him zap back, I would have much rather been happier if he had just been stuck there. Yeah. Well, you know how much I hate Venom, so I was happy to see him disappear again. But they, they leave the, the trace of the symbiote behind, so... Yeah. At first, I was still really mad, but then I was like, "No, if if there's a piece of the symbiote on this Earth, I would be okay if they found a way to get Venom back there to get it." Yeah. Like he's like, or they just create their own Venom in this universe. But would they have two separate Eddie Brocks then? Like it just it well, it, no, it leaves if, some more. If, if Venom is the next, if they want Venom to be in the next <clears throat> Spider-Man, but maybe they don't, and maybe I don't know how many more movies Tom Hardy wants to be involved with. I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> that symbiote's going to take over Tom Holland. Then that's when you get Venom slash Tom Hardy, right, to come back to this to get the piece versus, of the symbiote to get that's missing. That piece Maybe that's in Tom Holland. Because, I, yeah, I don't think we've seen the end of Tom Hardy in the MCU. I, I, in fact, even if he came back as sort of a recurring joke, that all of a sudden he'd just zap in and zap out of like future movies for even if it was for like five seconds, I think that would be you know that's sort of like the new Stan Lee cameo then of seeing Tom Hardy pop up. That would actually be really funny. While. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I, 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 if he's regulated to just a comic. You know, cosmic joke there. I think that would be great. But it also didn't make sense, though, based on the movie logic for him 
him to even oh, be there. Not. Yes. Like cuz <laughs> he, he didn't know who Peter Parker was. Right. So, yeah, that was a uh, very very It was a fun moment because just Tom Hardy again is just funny in that scene where he's just mm-hmm. like yeah. naming all these things that's going oh, on yeah. and he's like you have explaining you have, the MCU to your grandma. And, yep. And then and then again, you see the symbiote left behind so I'm like, okay, so maybe we won't get Tom Hardy, but you at least now can create your own Venom in this universe, if I, that's what you want to I do. I think now would be the time to or do... Or Carnage. That's how we get our Carnage redo, yeah. because we were all very upset with the way they handled Carnage. I think mm-hmm. this is their chance also. I think this is the time to do a black-suited Spider-Man, where Peter Parker's at his lowest right now. Mm-hmm. Even though he did the right thing, and morally he's he's good, and he's you know he's taking his GED, he's listening to the police scanner, he's making a brand new suit. Like He's, he's re-inspired. so good. I wish we had gotten a better shot of that new suit because it, yeah. it's much brighter. Yeah. Um, very, he he it's also comic book accurate. like I, I, it's weird to say he looks older. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of this movie, he looks like like Peter Parker. I'm oh. going to college, and in that new suit, he looks like Spider Man. I mean, in a span yeah. of seven years, what this kid has been through. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about what this character has been through. He also disappeared for five years. You know, that's another thing. He's been to space. Yeah, that's true. He's you know. He's dealt with more than the other two Spider-Men combined. Yeah. And, you know, that just, I think that'll age anybody. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really interested to see where he takes the character in the next So one. let's discuss that. We'll wrap up the show with expectations, thoughts, theories, anything about where Spider-Man could possibly go. Um, Black suit and goth and on the street dancing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really upset they didn't even finger admit, guns all I'm the way. I'm really down. upset they didn't even mention it. They made yeah, fun of it in Spider Verse, but they made fun of Andrew Garfield's stuff, but they didn't even go close yeah. to. Uh, they didn't. No. Uh, they touched Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Tobey Maguire was like, "If you want me in this movie, I don't want to hear anything about Spider Man." <laughs> so for me, I want to see. I'll, I'll give everybody a chance to to put their thoughts together because I already know. I want to see Peter Parker in college working for the like get back to the roots of Spider-Man, which is really where they they seem to be heading. Because yeah, the, like the Stark tech and all that extra stuff was a little too much sometimes. And to see Spider-Man just being Spider-Man and just swinging through the streets of New York during Christmas time too. I know Rob loves a good uh, Christmas time. I wonder if yeah. Hawkeye was happening at the same time. That's as that. a big. Question. I was wondering that too. It yeah. is supposedly because it is. in one of the scenes in Spider-Man you see posters the, the billboard for Rogers the Musical. Ooh, yes, that's yeah. true. Very nice. So for me, I would love to see him also interacting with the Avengers again, but mm-hmm. they don't know who he is. They just know he's Spider-Man. Like, take out the dynamic of him just being a kid and them all kind of talking down to him and just have him be Spider-Man, the respected hero, but also keep J. Jonah Jameson on dailybugle.net. We didn't even talk about him. Yeah. No, um, we didn't but he's just kind of there. He's just there to move the plot forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, that that's kind of what I want to see, and I want to see a little bit more of. Rob, I know you, your hand was kind of up via Zoom. No, no, I was leaning against the wall. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I need, yeah, Rob, uh, I'm I, I'll curious. Go to me anyway. Um, go ahead, Ronnie. Oh, I'm just curious to see. You know, we we kind of hint on it with Hawkeye, but we have Daredevil in here, and in mm-hmm. Hawkeye we got Kingpin. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to maybe in the next movie we see Daredevil, not Matt Murdock in it. You know, and maybe there's some something going on with Kingpin, Hawkeye, you know, and all that kind of stuff too. It would be fun to see kind of these street level Avengers and de- yes. and defenders yeah. teaming up. 
I am just completely blown away. And and when I point this out, I think you will be too, that they brought back Matt Murdock and Kingpin back into the MCU within 24 hours of each other. They were planning yeah. it. It was so planned. Yeah, I mean, they they introduced Kingpin on Wednesday, and on Thursday they were introducing Matt Murdock. That what kind that that is brilliant levels, you know, uh, synchronicity there. I, I couldn't believe they were able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Sean. Thoughts on the future of Spider-Man? The future of Spider-Man. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Like I, I'm really interested to see where they go, especially with, um, you know, uh, Zendaya. Or is she not going to be in the next one? Are they going to like totally go away from uh, those two characters? How, if they will, will they fix that spell? Um, but I'm more intrigued, just more about the future of Doctor Strange, because you know, obviously you stay behind the credits. The Multiverse of Madness and trailer. The Multiverse of Madness <laughs> scene says trailer comes up. And now Rob's got his hand up. Oh, well, Rob. Well, well, uh, I, I have a, just a question. I'm sorry. The question is, who called that last week? I don't remember. I don't. I, I, I wasn't think here it was last me. week. So. Was it somebody? Was it somebody <laughs> I in the said studio? On, it was last, on the last episode. When we were talking, I said, wouldn't it be great if at the end of the credits they had a Doctor Strange 2 trailer? And then remember we talked about Back to the Future and how they did it then. Nailed it. <laughs> I don't remember that. But anyway. I do. I was sitting on the couch. So there you go. I don't know. I just still like the Parker Industry suit. The Parker Industry suit is a good one. Uh, Any character. What's that? I don't know what that is. That's, that's essentially what we kind of see in this. It's got like that metallic-y kind of look uh, to it. But okay. the spider logo also like kind of like glows a little bit so it looks very much what we kind of saw at the end okay i'm also intrigued what avengers characters could you even have him team up with i mean i guess the new captain america um but i mean like i'm interested to see where that goes if they're gonna if they if they bring the if he finds a good lawyer again I think that, you know, there's your team up right there. Spider-Man. That would be, you got Kate Bishop. We'd watch that movie. Kate Bishop. Um, okay, yeah. It really depends on... We still don't have an Avengers movie on the docket. There is no mm-hmm. talk about when the Avengers are going to reassemble. And if they do a new Avengers team, I think Spider-Man being on that team is perfect now. Because yes. he's not so much the... I, I'm just listening to what all the adults are saying. You know, he's at a point, he took control of all three Spider-Men and he's like, this is what we're going to do. That's yeah. a great scene too. Yeah. The Avengers, oh, yeah. great. What's that? <laughs> are you a part of a band? Yeah. Are you in a band? <laughs> but um, in all honesty, like th- this Spider-Man, if they redo any team up movies with him will be a much better dynamic than they would have been with the young Spider-Man. So to have him in Captain America would be great to have him, him and Daredevil would be a, an amazing movie for them to do. Um, I just don't know what the logistics are with that, with Disney Fox type stuff, or not Disney Fox, uh, Disney Sony. and uh, Sony. Right. Yeah. So well, they, they already I mean, said I, there's a fourth coming. They're making three more Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So bring I, it on. I feel like Disney and Sony have gotten past their differences now, and now it's just game on for whatever they want to do. I mean, Sony's making money. Why would they not be game on? Mm. You know, you would think. I mean, who knows? I mean, this movie just in its opening weekend has made twice, more than twice its budget. Like almost, almost three. This is this is the this is the. I mean, everyone's gonna say this is the brick or breaker COVID uh, movie, but this is this is breaking record. This is gonna break records probably. Regardless, regardless, our theater was full. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where this movie ends up. I think Rob also froze. Rob, are you frozen? Uh oh. We lost him. That's okay. But so, um yeah, oh, that sucks. Yeah. All right. Oh, there we go. Rob's back. That was a close one. So, the last <laughs> the last thing we're going to talk about is 
any character we want to see in the near future in one of these movies, I will go first so everybody has a chance to think. I want to see Felicia Hardy as the Black Cat. I think now would be a really fun time to introduce the Black Cat into Spider-Man's life and that dynamic and that style. I would really enjoy it. Anybody else have a character that they want to see that we haven't seen yet? Um, Gwen Stacy would probably be, again, depending on Zendaya's, you know, if she's going to stick with, mm -hmm. you know, what the plan is for the characters. If they, you know, revamp and they can remember now, then whatever. But if they don't, then go in the, the, in as the long as they don't, direction. As long as they don't do like, hey, what's your name? Oh, it's, it's, they, my friends just call me G. <laughs> like, it really bugs you, doesn't it? Like, it does. Why does that bug you so much? It just does. But like, I actually think that's clever. If they, they do, if they do like uh, no, if they, yeah, I do. I if they do name. Gwen Stacy, I would love for there to be a moment where Peter's like, "Oh shit, Gwen Stacy! I know that name." Well, he actually mm-hmm. just says Gwen. He never says Gwen Stacy. Oh, true, true. true. Yeah, uh, I would like oh, to yeah. see Spider Pig. Spider Pig. <laughs> I want to see the. I want to see the Nicolas Cage Spider Man. Spider Man Noir. Oh, Spider Noir. Yeah. yeah. Or Miles Morales. I mean, bring Miles Morales. Do a do a team up with the two of them somehow. Yeah. There, you know, I think. There was an homage to him too in this. Yeah, there was. Jamie Foxx. Oh yeah, but also they. Miles Morales is an established character. He does exist in the Marvel universe. Uh, Donald Glover plays uh, Aaron Davis, and he mentions that's his uncle. That's right. From the. I would love to see they can introduce him as Prowler. I think Mm -hmm. that'd be a lot of fun. Um, If you're going to introduce Miles Morales, and let's say Tom Holland really does only have three more Spider-Man movies left, um, have him. Introduce him in the next, not the next one, the second one, the second one, and then have him pass the mantle. I feel like three is plenty. I mean, that'll that'll be six movies and nine appearances. I mean, like, damn, I think the kid wants to grow as an actor. But also, apparently, (laughs) he will be doing other crossover. He has mentioned other crossover stuff too. What's he got? He's got Uncharted coming out, and like, yeah, I was gonna say, if Uncharted takes off, then we're really not gonna see much of him. Yeah. Well, apparently, Uncharted, he went to film this movie right after doing Uncharted and Cherry. So, like, And then he's got the Fred Astaire <laughs> biopic that he's doing. I'm psyched, yeah. Right. No. Any other characters that we want to see in the near future? Um, if uh, you want to bring Norman Osborn into it, you know, I guess that's a safe bet. But if you want to not be safe, then you don't uh, go go characters we haven't seen yet in the movies. I th- All right. So I think that pretty much wraps us up. Star City ratings for Spider-Man No Way Home. I will go first. Four and a half out of five. It is a near perfect movie for me. A couple of little gripes here and there, but otherwise it is, if you are a Spider-Man fan, it is your bread and butter. It is literally everything you could have hoped for. It, and it hit every expectation I think we had for this movie. You know, we had your we had your Daredevil cameo that we all wanted. You had your three Spider-Men teaming up. You had, you know, all the things. So I, I will give it a four and a half out of five. Ronnie? I agree. Four and a half. Um... You know, like you said, it's near perfect. There are little things here and there uh, that could be changed and everything. Um, and you know, I don't. Th- I was pleasantly surprised by some of the stuff that we saw. The big one being Matt Murdock. You know, I, it no sucked really too because expecting it, we wanted it, but we weren't really expecting it. We were going in there, everyone's like, eh, "We know we won't see it," and then it pops up and it's like, "Hold on." Wipe the, you know, wipe the eyes. Am I seeing what I'm seeing? Well, you it know? sucked in the theater because you saw the his walking stick and everybody freaked out. We're yeah. like, no, no, we need to hear it. We need to hear what he's gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> so, so four or five for me, Sean. Oh, I was gonna say, let, let Rob go first. Rob, go first. Okay. Um, yeah, I will say. Okay, now I'm, I'm hedging my bets a little bit here. I am actually gonna just go four. 
Um, I think it's going to grow in time though, because I think right now I'm so focused on the, the some of the mistakes and, and some of the glaring omissions and some of the you know little leaps in, in continuity or, or, or logic that I'm not seeing it for the full picture. I know also this, and I, I don't know if you guys were doing this too. Um, when I was in the, in this theater and I was watching it and I was like, oh, I remember that shot from the trailer. Oh, that means this one's coming up. Oh, there it is. Like I was so focused on that, that I was having trouble disengaging from the, the hype in the media and looking more at it, just the movie. So I think a second viewing is going to just improve it for me. Uh, but right now, for just because I think there are some script issues, um, I think tonally it's it's a little a little weavy here and there. Um, I think that I and this is this was my biggest problem is that in watching it I was felt like yeah this is great but Spider Verse already did this didn't they like I felt like they covered some of this ground beforehand and better so I, I if I can separate it from that I think it'll definitely go up at least two to four and a half it's not a perfect movie but I think it's still an absolute blast it's a lot of fun if you do go to see this if you haven't seen it yet you're just you're going to have such a wonderful time with it it's it's a great thrill ride Sean um I'm gonna go four and a half um I really enjoyed the movie and I was really looking forward to the nostalgia feel of having the old characters come back. It was done in a really, really good way. You know, I was worried if it was going to be somewhat like, you know, X-Men days of futures past, which just absolutely destroyed that new X-Men, you know, franchise for me. But this, this I thought was so much better. The villains were handled in a good way. The actors were fantastic. Um, so I, I definitely go four and a half on this one. All right. General consensus sent about four, four and a half, like a near perfect yeah. movie. So we had Fan Feedback Friday, and uh, very simple. And uh, very since Spider Man has hit theaters, who is your favorite TV or movie Spidey? Um, had some great answers. We had Spectacular Spider Man, the 90s animated series, which, you know, you can't beat that one. Um, you had the original 60s cartoon where they pointed at each other, which we didn't get in this. So that no, we did in the credits. Not even that, but there is a scene, and this was pointed out to me today. They do an homage to it when Ned says Peter, and they all uh, look up, and then they all point. Oh, this one, like, who me? So, they, but they also do point at each other. So that is that is our fun, our fun one. Let's see. Then we have. Oh, that's me. <laughs> all right, we have, so have spectacular Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two, Spooderman, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider Noir. Um, the big Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse two trailer. Oh, the yeah, movie. in the new trailer, yeah. Oh, Spider yeah. uh, twenty ninety nine, and Tobey yeah. Maguire ends the original. Uh, also, another one for the original trilogy, the first one. Very nice. That was fun. But uh, that's gonna wrap us up for today. Thank you guys for joining us. This was a blast. It was a movie we were very excited for, and now one of our longest podcast episodes ever. <laughs> so that's gonna wrap distance wise too. <laughs> yes, distance wise too. It, it traveled the multiverse to get here. Uh, if you guys are listening to us on the go, make sure you find us on our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can also find our Facebook page, the Multiverse Fancast or Misfit Faction. You'll have links to all of our shows, not only the Multiverse Fancast, but also our brand new show, MF Uncensored. And if you want to hear more from Sean, Cinematic Adventure. You can also find us on YouTube, the Misfit Faction Media Network, and on Instagram, the Misfit Faction, if you guys are looking for more great content. As always, I am Paul. I'm Ronnie. Rob, you can go. I'm now. Rob. And I'm Sean. <laughs> and we will be back in a flash. See ya. Shiny smorgasbord to you. <laughs>